Whispers of the 1790. Haunting Ghost Echoes of Savannah, Georgia Chapter 1. Whispers in the walls the sun was setting as Charlotte's car pulled up to the 1790 Inn. The inn, with its brick facade and white wooden trim, stood tall and imposing against the backdrop of the dusky savannah sky. The wrought iron sign creaked in the gentle breeze, casting eerie shadows on the cobblestone path. Charlotte stepped out, her heels clicking against the stone. She took a moment to breathe in the humid air, a mix of salt from the nearby coast and the earthy scent of moss-covered trees. She had heard so much about Savannah, its rich history, and its haunted tales. And now, she was here, ready to immerse herself in the city's stories and write her next novel. The inn's entrance was adorned with a large, ornate wooden door. As she pushed it open, a bell jingled overhead, announcing her arrival. The lobby was dimly lit, with antique chandeliers casting a soft glow over the polished wooden floors and vintage furniture. Portraits of stern-looking individuals from a bygone era adorned the walls, their eyes seeming to follow her every move. Good evening, ma'am, greeted a middle-aged man from behind the reception desk. His name tag read, Mr. Jenkins. Welcome to the 1790 Inn. How may I assist you? Reservation for Charlotte, she replied, her voice echoing slightly in the vastness of the lobby. Ah, Miss Charlotte, he said, flipping through a ledger. We've been expecting you. You're here for the writer's retreat, correct? Charlotte nodded. Yes. I thought this place would be the perfect setting for my next book. Mr. Jenkins smiled, a hint of mischief in his eyes. You've chosen well. The inn has quite a reputation. Many stories have been born within these walls. Charlotte raised an eyebrow, intrigued. I've heard rumors. Ghost stories, right? He leaned in lowering his voice to a conspiratorial whisper. Indeed. The most famous being that of young Beatrice. But I'll let you discover that on your own. Charlotte felt a shiver run down her spine. She had always been a skeptic, but there was something about the inn, an energy, that made her second-guess her beliefs. After checking in, Charlotte made her way to her room. The hallway was long and narrow with faded wallpaper and creaky floorboards. Every so often, she'd pass a door, each with its own brass number. Room 204 caught her eye, its door slightly ajar. Curiosity peaked. She peeked inside, only to find it empty. She could have sworn she heard a soft giggle, but when she turned around, the corridor was deserted. Shaking off the eerie feeling, Charlotte entered her room. It was spacious, with a large four-poster bed, a writing desk, and a fireplace. She unpacked her belongings, placing her clothes in the antique wardrobe and setting up her laptop on the desk. Feeling exhausted from her journey, she decided to turn in early. The room was silent, save for the occasional chirp of crickets outside. 
Charlotte was drifting into a deep sleep when she was jolted awake by the unmistakable sound of giggling. It was soft, almost playful, but unmistakably close. She sat up, scanning the room, her heart racing. The laughter seemed to be coming from the foot of her bed. Who's there? She called out, her voice shaky. The giggling stopped abruptly, replaced by an oppressive silence. Charlotte reached for the bedside lamp, flooding the room with light. To her relief, she was alone. But as her eyes adjusted, she noticed something amiss. Her belongings, which she had meticulously arranged before bed, were now scattered haphazardly around the room. Her shoes were on the writing desk, her laptop was on the floor, and her clothes were strewn across the bed. Panic set in. She was sure she had locked the door. Could someone have broken in? Or was it something else? The stories about the inn flashed through her mind. Could they be true? Charlotte took a deep breath, trying to calm her racing heart. She decided to confront Mr. Jenkins in the morning. For now, she needed rest. But as she lay in bed, the weight of the inn's history pressed down on her, and she couldn't shake the feeling that she wasn't alone. The night was long, filled with strange noises and fleeting shadows. And as dawn broke, Charlotte knew one thing for certain. Her stay at the 1790 Inn was going to be anything but ordinary. Chapter 2 Whispers of the Past The morning sun streamed through the gauzy curtains, casting a warm glow over the room. Charlotte awoke with a start, the events of the previous night flooding back. She glanced around, half expecting her belongings to be strewn about, but everything was as she had left it. Had it all been a dream? She freshened up and decided to explore the inn. The hallway outside her room was quiet, the old wooden floorboards creaking under her weight. As she walked, she felt a sudden drop in temperature, a cold spot that made the hairs on her neck stand on end. She paused, looking around, but there was nothing out of the ordinary. Continuing her exploration, Charlotte descended the grand staircase to the main floor. The inn was bustling with activity, guests chatting over breakfast and staff attending to their duties. She made her way to the dining room, where a lavish spread awaited. As she settled into a corner table, an elderly man approached her. He was tall and lean, with a mane of silver hair and piercing blue eyes that held a depth of knowledge. Ms. Charlotte, I presume? He said, extending a hand. I'm Mr. Gregory, the inn's resident historian. Charlotte shook his hand, intrigued. Pleased to meet you. I've heard so much about the inn's history. Mr. Gregory smiled, taking a seat opposite her. Ah, yes. The 1790 inn has seen its fair share of history. But there's one story that stands out above the rest, the tale of Eliza Montgomery. Charlotte leaned in, eager to hear more. Tell me about her. Mr. Gregory took a deep breath, his eyes distant as he began his tale. Eliza was the daughter of the inn's original owner. 
She was a beauty, with raven black hair and eyes that sparkled like the night sky. She was courted by many, but her heart belonged to a young sailor named William. They were deeply in love and planned to marry. But fate had other plans. William was called to sea, and Eliza waited for his return. Days turned into weeks, weeks into months, but there was no sign of him. Heartbroken, Eliza roamed the halls of the inn, her spirit restless. Charlotte felt a chill run down her spine. What happened to her? Mr. Gregory's voice dropped to a whisper. One fateful night, unable to bear the pain of separation, Eliza threw herself from the window of her room. Her spirit is said to still haunt the inn, searching for her lost love. Charlotte was taken aback. That's tragic. And you believe her spirit is still here? Mr. Gregory nodded. Many guests have reported seeing her apparition, especially near the room she once occupied. Some even claim to have heard her cries, echoing through the halls. Charlotte shivered, recalling the cold spot she had felt earlier. I think I may have experienced something unusual. Mr. Gregory raised an eyebrow. Do tell. She recounted the events of the previous night, from the giggles to the rearranged belongings. Mr. Gregory listened intently, nodding occasionally. It's not uncommon, he said finally. The inn has a way of making its presence felt. But there's more to the story. Eliza left behind a diary, detailing her love for William and her despair at his absence. It's said to hold the key to her restless spirit. Charlotte's curiosity was piqued. Where is this diary? Mr. Gregory hesitated. It's been lost to time. Many have searched for it, but it remains elusive. They were interrupted by a waiter, who placed a plate of food in front of Charlotte. Mr. Gregory rose, his chair scraping against the floor. I must take my leave. But if you're interested in learning more, I'll be in the library later. Charlotte nodded, her mind racing. Thank you, Mr. Gregory. I'll see you there. As she ate, she couldn't shake the feeling that she was being watched. She glanced around, but everyone was engrossed in their own conversations. Shrugging it off, she finished her meal and headed to her room. Upon entering, she noticed a folded piece of parchment on her desk. Curious, she picked it up and unfolded it. The note was written in elegant cursive, the ink faded with age. Seek the diary, and you shall find the truth. But beware, for some secrets are best left buried. Charlotte's heart raced. Who could have left the note? And what did it mean? She was determined to find out. As she prepared to meet Mr. Gregory in the library, one thing was clear. Her stay at the 1790 Inn was about to take a turn for the mysterious. Chapter 3 the gambler's echo the evening settled over Savannah like a velvet shroud, the city's historic streets bathed in the soft glow of street lamps. Inside the 1790 Inn, the atmosphere was thick with anticipation. Charlotte, 
having spent the day exploring the city, returned to her room, her thoughts consumed by the mysterious note and the tales of Eliza Montgomery. She settled into the plush armchair by the window, her laptop open, fingers poised to capture the essence of the inn's haunting tales. But as the clock struck midnight, a new sound pierced the silence, a rhythmic clatter, unmistakably the sound of dice being thrown. Charlotte froze, her heart pounding. The sound seemed to be coming from the hallway outside her room. She approached the door cautiously, pressing her ear against the cool wood. The dice continued to roll, accompanied by hushed whispers and the occasional chuckle. Curiosity peaked. Charlotte decided to investigate. She opened her door slowly, peering into the dimly lit corridor. The sound grew louder as she approached a door at the far end, its brass number reading 207. She recalled Mr. Jenkins mentioning that this room was often requested by guests interested in the inn's paranormal history. Taking a deep breath, Charlotte knocked softly. The sound ceased immediately, replaced by an oppressive silence. She waited for a moment, but there was no response. Gathering her courage, she turned the doorknob, finding the room empty. The only evidence of recent activity was a pair of ornate dice on the floor, their faces showing snake eyes. Confused, Charlotte was about to leave when she noticed a stack of papers on the room's writing desk. Drawn by an inexplicable urge, she approached the desk, scanning the documents. They appeared to be old records, detailing various transactions and debts. One name stood out among the rest, Thomas O'Reilly. As she delved deeper, a story began to unfold. Thomas O'Reilly, known to his peers as Top Hat Tom, due to his penchant for wearing a tall, black top hat, was a notorious gambler in the late 1800s. He frequented the inn, engaging in high-stakes games that often lasted into the wee hours of the morning. But his luck ran out one fateful night when he accrued a debt he couldn't repay. The records detailed a heated argument, culminating in a duel in the inn's courtyard. Thomas met his end that night, his life cut short by a bullet. Charlotte felt a chill run down her spine. The pieces were falling into place. The dice, the whispers, the debts. She was in the very room where Thomas O'Reilly had gambled away his fortune and, ultimately, his life. She was about to leave when she caught a movement in her peripheral vision. Turning, she was met with her reflection in the room's ornate mirror. But she wasn't alone. Standing behind her was a shadowy figure, tall and imposing, wearing a top hat that obscured his face. Charlotte's blood ran cold as the figure raised a hand, pointing directly at her. She spun around, but the room was empty. The figure had vanished, leaving no trace of its presence. Trembling, Charlotte backed out of the room, shutting the door behind her. She hurried back to her room, locking the door and sinking onto the bed, her mind racing. Who was Thomas O'Reilly? Why was his spirit still haunting the inn? And what did he want with her?
As dawn broke, Charlotte knew one thing for certain. She was entangled in a web of mystery, and the only way out was to uncover the truth about the 1790 Inn's dark past. Chapter 4 Beatrice's playtime The morning sun streamed through the gaps in the heavy drapes, casting a golden hue over the room. Charlotte awoke with a start, the events of the previous night weighing heavily on her mind. The mysterious figure in the top hat, the old records, the haunting dice, everything seemed like a surreal dream. She swung her legs over the side of the bed, reaching for her shoes. But as her fingers brushed the carpet, she realized one of her shoes was missing. Confused, she searched under the bed and around the room, but it was nowhere to be found. As she pondered the strange occurrence, a faint sound reached her ears, the soft, playful giggles of a child. The sound seemed to be coming from above, drawing her attention to the ceiling. Intrigued, Charlotte decided to follow the sound. The inn's narrow staircase led her upwards, each step echoing with age. The giggles grew louder as she ascended, guiding her towards the attic. The door at the top was slightly ajar, revealing a room bathed in a soft, ethereal light. Stepping inside, Charlotte was transported to another time. The attic was filled with old toys, wooden rocking horses, porcelain dolls with glassy eyes, and tin soldiers standing at attention. In the center of the room was a small table, set for a tea party. And there, beside the table, was her missing shoe. As she approached the table, a vision began to unfold before her eyes. The room transformed, the dusty attic replaced by a brightly lit nursery. A little girl, no older than seven, played with her toys, her golden curls bouncing with each movement. She was dressed in a white lace dress, her face alight with joy. Charlotte recognized her immediately, it was Beatrice. The vision continued, showing snippets of Beatrice's life. She was the darling of the inn, loved by all who met her. Her days were filled with laughter and play, the inn's guests often indulging her whims. But as the vision progressed, a shadow fell over the room. Beatrice fell ill, a fever sweeping through her fragile body. The inn's guests and staff watched helplessly as the once vibrant child withered away. The vision culminated in a heart-wrenching scene. Beatrice, weak and frail, sat at her tea table, setting it for one last party. She looked up, her eyes filled with tears, and whispered, Will you play with me? Charlotte felt a lump in her throat, tears streaming down her face. The vision faded, leaving her alone in the attic, surrounded by the remnants of Beatrice's short life. She knelt beside the table, picking up her shoe. As she did, a small note fell out. Unfolding it, she read the hastily scribbled words, I just wanted to play. Will you be my friend? The weight of the tragedy pressed down on Charlotte. Beatrice's spirit, trapped in the inn, yearned for the companionship she had lost. And in her loneliness, she had reached out to Charlotte.
With a newfound determination, Charlotte decided to help Beatrice find peace. She would uncover the truth behind the inn's hauntings and set the trapped spirits free. But as she descended the staircase, she couldn't shake the feeling that she was being watched. The inn's walls held many secrets, and Charlotte was about to uncover them all. Chapter 5 Eliza's Lament The inn's corridors were silent, save for the soft hum of the chandeliers and the distant murmur of guests. Charlotte walked with purpose, her encounter in the attic still fresh in her mind. But as she moved, an unsettling sensation crept over her, a feeling of being watched. It was as if the very walls of the inn had eyes, tracking her every move. She paused, taking a deep breath to steady her nerves. The air grew colder, the lights dimming for a brief moment. And then, from the corner of her eye, she saw her, an ethereal figure in a flowing white gown, her raven-black hair cascading down her back. It was Eliza Montgomery. The apparition stood at the end of the corridor, her eyes filled with sorrow. She raised a delicate hand, pointing towards a door Charlotte hadn't noticed before. It was old and weathered, with a rusted iron handle and a sign that read, Basement. Charlotte approached cautiously, her heart pounding in her chest. The door creaked open, revealing a narrow staircase that descended into darkness. Gathering her courage, she began her descent, the weight of the inn's history pressing down on her with each step. The basement was vast, with stone walls and a dirt floor. Cobwebs hung from the ceiling, and the air was thick with the scent of mold and decay. But what caught Charlotte's attention was a wooden chest in the center of the room. It was ornate, with intricate carvings and a brass lock that had long since rusted. She approached the chest, her fingers brushing against the cool wood. With a gentle push, the lid opened, revealing a trove of letters, each sealed with red wax. The handwriting was elegant, the ink faded with age. Charlotte picked up a letter, carefully breaking the seal. As she read, Eliza's tragic love story unfolded before her eyes. The letters were addressed to William the sailor she had fallen in love with. They spoke of stolen moments, secret rendezvous, and promises of a future together. But as the letters progressed, a sense of despair crept in. William had been called to sea, and with each passing day, Eliza's hope of his return dwindled. The final letter was heart-wrenching. Eliza wrote of her loneliness, her heartache, and her decision to end her life. She spoke of her love for William, her longing to be with him, and her hope that they would be reunited in the afterlife. Tears streamed down Charlotte's face as she read the final words. The weight of Eliza's sorrow was palpable, her spirit trapped in the inn, forever searching for her lost love. Charlotte felt a presence behind her, and she turned to find Eliza's apparition once again. The spirit looked at her with gratitude, her eyes filled with tears. With a nod, she faded away, leaving Charlotte alone in the basement. The young writer sat in silence, 
the letters clutched in her hand. She had uncovered the truth behind the inn's hauntings, and she was determined to set the trapped spirits free. But as she ascended the staircase, she couldn't shake the feeling that her journey was far from over. The inn held many secrets, and Charlotte was about to uncover them all. Chapter 6 The duel at midnight the night was still, the only sound being the soft hum of the inn and the distant chirping of crickets. Charlotte had retired to her room after a long day of research, the weight of the inn stories pressing down on her. As she drifted into a deep sleep, she was jolted awake by a sound that sent shivers down her spine, a gunshot. Heart pounding, Charlotte sat up, her eyes darting around the dimly lit room. The inn was silent once more, but the echo of the gunshot still rang in her ears. She felt an inexplicable urge to investigate, to uncover the source of the sound. Slipping on her robe, Charlotte cautiously made her way to the window. The courtyard below was bathed in the soft glow of the moonlight, its cobblestones glistening. But what caught her attention was the sight of two figures, standing face to face, their forms ethereal and translucent. One of the figures, a tall man with a chiseled jaw and piercing eyes, was Thomas O'Reilly, the gambler whose debts had led to his tragic end. The other was a stranger, his face hidden in the shadows. The two men stood in a dueling stance, their pistols aimed at each other. Charlotte watched, transfixed, as the scene played out before her. The tension was palpable, the air thick with anticipation. And then, with a deafening bang, both men fired their pistols. Thomas crumpled to the ground, a look of shock and pain etched on his face. The stranger, his mission accomplished, faded into the shadows, leaving behind a lifeless Thomas. As the residual haunting came to an end, Charlotte was left in a state of shock. She had witnessed Thomas's fatal duel, a moment in time forever imprinted on the inn's walls. But what truly terrified her was the sight of a bloodstain, dark and foreboding, that appeared on the courtyard's cobblestones, marking the spot where Thomas had fallen. Heart pounding, Charlotte rushed to the courtyard, hoping to find some explanation for what she had witnessed. But as she reached the spot, the bloodstain disappeared, leaving behind pristine cobblestones. Confused and shaken, Charlotte made her way back to her room. She needed answers, a way to make sense of the inn's haunting. She began to research, poring over old records and newspaper clippings, hoping to uncover the truth behind Thomas's duel. Hours turned into days, and Charlotte's determination grew. She learned of Thomas's gambling debts, of the enemies he had made, and of the fateful night that had led to his tragic end. The pieces of the puzzle began to fall into place, painting a vivid picture of the inn's past. But as Charlotte delved deeper into the inn's history, she couldn't shake the feeling that she was being watched. The inn's walls held many secrets, and Charlotte was about to uncover them all. Determined to bring closure to the spirits that haunted the inn, Charlotte began preparations for a seance. 
She sought the help of Madame Lorraine, a renowned medium, hoping to communicate with Thomas's spirit and bring him peace. The night of the seance arrived, the inn bathed in an eerie silence. Charlotte, Madame Lorraine, and a small group of guests gathered in the ballroom, their hearts filled with hope and anticipation. As the medium began to chant, the room grew colder, the atmosphere thick with tension. And then, with a soft whisper, Thomas's spirit appeared, his form ethereal and translucent. Charlotte, tears streaming down her face, reached out to the spirit, urging him to find peace and move on. And as the seance came to an end, the inn's atmosphere changed, its walls no longer holding the weight of the past. Charlotte knew her journey was far from over. The inn held many more secrets, waiting to be uncovered. But for now, she felt a sense of accomplishment, having brought closure to one of the inn's many spirits. Chapter 7 Messages from the beyond the days following the haunting vision of the duel were a blur for Charlotte. The inn's walls seemed to close in on her, each creak and whisper a reminder of the souls trapped within. She felt a growing responsibility to these spirits, their stories weighing heavily on her heart. One evening, as she sat in the inn's library, poring over old records and newspaper clippings, an idea began to form. She would conduct a seance, reaching out to the spirits directly. But she knew she couldn't do it alone. She needed the expertise of someone attuned to the spiritual realm. A quick search led her to Madame Lorraine, a renowned medium in Savannah. With raven black hair, piercing green eyes, and an air of mystery, Madame Lorraine was a figure both intriguing and intimidating. Charlotte reached out, and to her surprise, the medium agreed to assist. The night of the seance arrived, the inn shrouded in an eerie silence. Madame Lorraine had instructed Charlotte to gather a few personal items from the spirit's past, and the young writer had managed to find a locket that once belonged to Eliza, a toy soldier from Beatrice's collection, and a pair of dice reminiscent of Thomas O'Reilly's gambling days. The seance was to be held in the inn's grand ballroom, its high ceilings and ornate chandeliers casting shadows that danced with the flickering candlelight. A large round table sat in the center, draped in a deep purple cloth. Madame Lorraine had arranged the items in a circle, with a crystal ball at its center. Charlotte took a deep breath, her heart racing with anticipation. Madame Lorraine began to chant, her voice low and melodic. The room grew colder, the air thick with tension. The candles flickered, their flames bending towards the table. Suddenly, the crystal ball began to glow, its light pulsating in rhythm with Madame Lorraine's chant. The medium's eyes rolled back, her body going rigid. And then, in a voice not her own, she spoke. Who seeks the spirits of the 1790 Inn? The voice echoed, its tone both curious and wary. Charlotte cleared her throat, her voice trembling. It's me. Charlotte. I wish to communicate with the spirits trapped within these walls. There was a pause, 
the room filled with an oppressive silence. And then, one by one, the spirits began to communicate. Beatrice's voice was soft and childlike, filled with innocence. I just wanted to play, she whispered. But now I'm alone, lost in the shadows. Thomas O'Reilly's voice was filled with regret. I gambled away my life, he lamented. Now I'm trapped, forever replaying that fateful night. But it was Eliza's voice that resonated the most. Filled with sorrow and longing, she spoke of her love for William and her despair at his absence. My letters, she pleaded. Share them with the world. Let them know of our love, our story. The seance continued, each spirit revealing their unfulfilled desires, their stories begging to be told. And as the night wore on, Charlotte felt a growing sense of purpose. She would give voice to these souls, sharing their tales with the world. As dawn broke, the seance came to an end. Madame Lorraine, exhausted from the ordeal, took her leave, but not before giving Charlotte a word of caution. The spirits have spoken, she said, her voice grave. But be wary. Delving into the spiritual realm comes with its risks. Charlotte nodded, her determination unwavering. She would honor the spirits' wishes, sharing their stories with the world. But as she made her way to her room, she couldn't shake the feeling that she was being watched. The inn's walls held many secrets, and Charlotte was about to uncover them all. Chapter 8 The Curse of Room 204 The inn's corridors were a labyrinth of memories, each door holding tales of yesteryears. But none was as whispered about as Room 204. The very mention of it sent shivers down the spines of even the most seasoned staff. Charlotte, however, was drawn to it, like a moth to a flame. It was during a casual conversation with Mrs. Jenkins, the inn's long-serving housekeeper, that Charlotte first heard the name Anna Powers. The elderly woman's voice trembled as she recounted the tale of the young woman who had once occupied room 204. Anna, a radiant beauty with raven-black hair and piercing blue eyes, had fallen deeply in love with a sailor named Samuel. Their love was the talk of Savannah, passionate and intense. But as fate would have it, Samuel was called to the sea, leaving behind a promise to return. Days turned into weeks, weeks into months, and Samuel's ship never returned. Heartbroken and consumed by despair, Anna allegedly took her own life by leaping from the window of room 204. Charlotte felt a pang of sorrow. The weight of such a tragic love story was palpable. She decided she needed to experience room 204 for herself, to feel the energy and perhaps communicate with Anna's spirit. That evening, with the inn's manager's reluctant permission, Charlotte unlocked the door to room 204. The room was bathed in a soft, eerie glow from the setting sun. The furnishings were reminiscent of the 1800s, with a grand four-poster bed, a mahogany writing desk, and a large window that overlooked the inn's courtyard, the very window Anna had leapt from. 
Charlotte set up her voice recorder and camera, hoping to capture any paranormal activity. As night descended, the room grew colder. The atmosphere was thick, charged with anticipation. Charlotte could feel a presence, a weight in the air. Hours ticked by. Just as Charlotte was about to give up hope, she heard a soft whisper, a woman's voice, filled with sorrow. Samuel, it echoed. The voice recorder picked up the faint whisper, validating Charlotte's experience. Suddenly, the room's temperature dropped drastically. Charlotte's breath formed misty clouds in the cold air. The lights began to flicker, casting eerie shadows on the walls. And then, the paranormal activity intensified. The curtains billowed as if caught in a gust of wind, even though the window was firmly shut. The writing desk's chair moved on its own, scraping against the wooden floor. But what truly terrified Charlotte was the sight of her own notebook and pen levitating in midair, suspended by an unseen force. Frozen in place, Charlotte watched as the pages of the notebook flipped on their own, stopping on a blank page. The pen began to move, writing in a delicate, feminine script. He promised to return, it wrote. Tears filled Charlotte's eyes as she realized she was communicating with Anna's spirit. I'm here to help, she whispered, her voice filled with compassion. Tell me your story. The pen continued to move, detailing Anna's love story with Samuel, their plans for the future, and her heartbreak when he never returned. The last entry was the most heartbreaking of all. The pain is too much to bear, it read. As dawn approached, the paranormal activity ceased. The room, once filled with tension and sorrow, now felt calm and peaceful. Charlotte, exhausted but determined, packed up her equipment. She had experienced the curse of room 204 firsthand and was more committed than ever to uncovering the inn's secrets. As she stepped out of the room, she felt a soft breeze, carrying with it the faint scent of roses, Anna's favorite flower. It was as if the spirit was thanking her, acknowledging her efforts to bring her story to light. Charlotte knew her journey was far from over. The inn held many more secrets, waiting to be uncovered. But for now, she felt a sense of accomplishment, having connected with Anna's spirit and giving her a voice once more. Chapter 9 Unraveling the mysteries, the morning sun cast a golden hue over Savannah, its rays filtering through the inn's ornate windows. Charlotte sat in the library, surrounded by stacks of books and old records. She had been researching the inn's history for days, each discovery leading to more questions. It was during one of these research sessions that Mr. Gregory, the old historian she had met earlier, approached her. His eyes, sharp and observant, scanned the documents spread out before her. You're delving deep into the inn's past, he remarked, a hint of amusement in his voice. Charlotte looked up, a smile playing on her lips. I'm trying to unravel the mysteries of this place. The spirits here have stories to tell, and I want to give them a voice. Mr. Gregory nodded, his gaze thoughtful. 
I might be able to help you with that. There are parts of this inn that few know about, hidden rooms and secret passages that have been lost to time. Charlotte's eyes widened with excitement. Can you show me? The historian smiled, extending a hand. Follow me. The two made their way through the inn's winding corridors, their footsteps echoing on the wooden floorboards. Mr. Gregory led Charlotte to a door at the end of a narrow hallway. It was old and weathered, its wood warped with age. With a gentle push, the door creaked open, revealing a hidden room. It was vast, its walls lined with shelves filled with artifacts from the 1800s. There were porcelain dolls with glassy eyes, tin soldiers standing at attention, and old photographs capturing moments long forgotten. But what caught Charlotte's attention was a diary, its leather cover worn and faded. She picked it up, carefully turning its brittle pages. The handwriting was elegant, the ink faded with age. The diary belonged to Eleanor, the inn's original owner. She wrote of the inn's early days, of the guests who passed through its doors, and of the tragedies that befell them. As Charlotte read, the connection between the spirits and the inn became clear. Beatrice was Eleanor's daughter, a bright and vivacious child who brought joy to all who met her. Thomas O'Reilly was a gambler who frequented the inn, his debts leading to his tragic end. And Eliza Montgomery was Eleanor's niece, her love story with the sailor touching the innkeeper's heart. The diary painted a vivid picture of the inn's past, its pages filled with love, loss, and tragedy. Charlotte felt a deep connection to Eleanor, her words resonating with the young writer. Mr. Gregory watched as Charlotte read, a smile playing on his lips. The inn has many secrets, he remarked. But with your help, we can bring them to light. Charlotte nodded, determination burning in her eyes. I will give voice to these spirits, sharing their stories with the world. The two left the hidden room, the weight of the inn's history pressing down on them. But as they made their way through the corridors, they couldn't shake the feeling that they were being watched. The inn's walls held many secrets, and Charlotte and Mr. Gregory were about to uncover them all. Chapter 10 Setting them free the days following her discovery in the hidden room were a blur of activity for Charlotte. With each passing hour, she felt a growing sense of urgency, a need to bring closure to the spirits that haunted the inn. Their stories, filled with love, loss, and tragedy, weighed heavily on her heart. One evening, as she sat in the inn's library, poring over Eleanor's diary, a realization struck her. The spirits weren't trapped in the inn because of their tragic ends. They were trapped because they sought closure, a chance to find peace and move on. Determined to help, Charlotte began researching rituals to free trapped spirits. She pored over ancient texts, seeking guidance from cultures and traditions from around the world. And as the days turned into nights, she found what she was looking for, a ritual that would allow the spirits to find peace and move on. With Madame Lorraine's assistance, Charlotte began preparations.
The medium, with her vast knowledge of the spiritual realm, guided the young writer, ensuring that every detail was perfect. They gathered the necessary items, a silver chalice filled with spring water, white candles, and a circle of salt, and chose the inn's grand ballroom as the location for the ritual. The night of the ritual arrived, the inn shrouded in an eerie silence. The ballroom was bathed in the soft glow of the candles, their flames casting shadows that danced on the walls. In the center of the room stood the circle of salt, the chalice placed within. Charlotte and Madame Lorraine took their positions, their hearts filled with hope and determination. The medium began to chant, her voice low and melodic, calling out to the spirits that haunted the inn. One by one, the spirits began to appear. Beatrice, with her childlike innocence. Thomas O'Reilly, his face filled with regret. Eliza Montgomery, her eyes filled with sorrow. They stood at the edge of the circle, their forms ethereal and translucent. Charlotte stepped forward, her voice filled with compassion. We are here to help you, she said. To bring you closure and peace. The spirits nodded, their eyes filled with gratitude. And as Madame Lorraine continued to chant, the ritual began. The chalice began to glow, its light pulsating in rhythm with the medium's chant. The water within began to ripple, images of the spirits' pasts playing out on its surface. Their stories, filled with love, loss, and tragedy, unfolded before Charlotte's eyes. And as the ritual reached its climax, the spirits began to fade, their forms becoming one with the light. They moved towards the chalice, their essence merging with the water, their stories finding closure. The ritual came to an end, the ballroom bathed in silence. The chalice's glow faded, its water clear and still. The circle of salt remained, a testament to the spirit's journey. Charlotte and Madame Lorraine stood in silence, the weight of the ritual pressing down on them. They had done it, they had set the spirits free. The inn's atmosphere changed, its walls no longer holding the weight of the past. It felt lighter, more peaceful, its rooms filled with warmth and light. Charlotte took a deep breath, her heart filled with gratitude. She had uncovered the inn's secrets giving voice to the spirits that haunted its walls. And in doing so, she had found her own voice, her own purpose. The young writer left the inn, her journey far from over. But as she stepped into the world, she did so with a newfound sense of purpose, determined to share the stories of the past with the world. We hope you have enjoyed our storytelling offering tonight. Please be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications to be alerted of future weekly additions to our collections. Paranormal Untold Stories